It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's great to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. We're going to get straight into it today. So today's special guest I met on Twitter during the delivery conference earlier this year, uh, which if you haven't already caught up my takeaways from the delivery conference, of course you can, and there'll be a link to that in the show notes. But anyway, let me get on with introducing you to Liam Jennings, who is the co-founder of Regal Gentleman, an online-only retailer who sell the very best male grooming products. They launched in late 2014, and they've had quite the journey already, which I know we'll get into later, but now they're on 150% year-on-year growth. That's both revenue and number of customers. Hi, Liam. Hi, Chloe. Hi, guys. Um, I've just given the listeners a very quick overview of you and your business. So where are you now? How did you get started in e-commerce? Okay, yeah. So we got into e-commerce because both myself and co-founder Josh knew that we wanted to start a business. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were 20 years old when we first had the discussion. And at the start, we had no idea really what we wanted to do. We just knew that we had to start a business. Uh, then really it all started when we started going more to higher end barbers and finding products that we'd never heard of and started looking around for places that sold them. Nowhere really had them in one place. And that's where Regal Gentleman was born. Uh, the reason we went into e-commerce and not a physical store is because we knew that costs were lower. Uh, it just made sense for us at the time as well, as it was easier for us to operate while both in full time jobs. Ah, so you started it all whilst working full-time as well? Yeah. So yeah, we did. are you still working full-time now or are you 100% yes. on Regal Gentleman? No, we are both still full-time. Wow. It's looking like a couple of months and that will be full-time on Regal Gentleman. It's exciting times ahead. Oh, definitely. So what's what's the catalyst for, what's the, the, um, the key thing that's made you decide it's time? Um, I think the finances are there now to to be able to not necessarily fund us going forward, but just to just to give us that basic survival budget that we needed. And we've tried to hold out for as long as we possibly could to try and invest as much as we could in the business. I think it would be stupid to have left our jobs while we can still fund parts of the business. I like that. So it's it's not just about right. The business is now earning enough to pay my living. It's also yeah. when, at what, when we make this change, we're not going to be able to invest as much in growth for a, for a yeah, period exactly. of time. Exactly. And at the minute, we can, invest, we can invest some of our wage into the growth. So it just, it just made sense to keep doing that. Oh, cool. So how do you how do you juggle job and or do you let's let's phrase that slightly differently. How uh, do you have have a top tip for anyone else who's out there starting an e-commerce business whilst also running run, running a job, I suppose? Is there a top tip for balancing the two? Yeah, I think try try to work yeah, out what's yeah. going to bring most value to the business. I think it's easy to get uh, bogged down by all the tasks that you could possibly have to do. I think try to find what's going to bring most value and what's what's most time consuming and try to balance up those two. 
Got you. So make sure you're not just doing work for the sake of work. Exactly, yeah. I think when we first started, we were just doing as much as we could and we weren't really balancing what was going to bring us most value. Now myself and Josh both try to focus on uh, maybe one specific task a day and just do it the best we possibly can. So once you you make that move back into to being able to work on it full time, how are you going to keep that discipline of only working on what needs to be worked on? Because, you know, my guess is you're going to be going from maybe doing 10 hours a week to being able to do 60 hours a week. And it'd be yeah. very easy to fill those extra 50 hours with dross and, you yeah. know, just all the things you've not allowed yourself to do up till now. So have you already thought through how you're going to manage that? Yeah, I thought that through. I think uh, some some days, obviously, I'll spend it on one task. So once I get home from work, I'll work from 6pm up until I go to bed um, and then do the same the next day. Whereas I think the way I'm when I'm doing it full time, I can allow myself maybe three days, three of those days work in one day and then continue to push on. Uh, I think also we'll attend more events, which is something we've struggled to do at the minute. So more networking. Oh, cool. I think that, yeah, so I think that will help us to manage our time more as well. I I like the fact you've, you're already thinking through. I, you, it, yeah. My question clearly wasn't a surprise, so I think you're no. going to do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's um, let's drive into to finding a bit about the business as it is right now. So you're in the UK, yeah. aren't you? Are you selling yeah. UK only or are you wider than uh, that? No, we ship worldwide. Uh, our main customer base is in the UK. I'd say it's probably about 75% of our customer base. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do have a a big growing base coming from the US at the minute as well. Cool. And and the product is obviously men's grooming products. But is there any kind of caveats around that? Is there anything you would or wouldn't stock? Um, So we currently have about 90 products on site, I believe. Um, Our thought process with this is that we've tried to keep it as narrowed and as streamlined as possible. Because mm-hmm. we know that in the men's grooming market, there's a lot of choice out there. So we're trying to stock only the very best products. And we also try to try and test as many products as we possibly can to, before we put them on site. So part of the brand is that edit, the choice of products that you're bringing out to your customer. Yeah, I think that I've, I think you just, on some websites we go on, we just see so much choice there. And I mean, it's good in, it may make sense sometimes in business sense, but I just don't think it brings a good experience to the customer. I think that you have different types of sites, don't you? You have those which sell everything. Like in your sector, yeah. you've got feel unique, look fantastic, and those sites where you expect to be able to get any brand you've already heard of. And then yeah. you've got the more um, curated, edited piece. And you know, for you just to start up on day one and want to be feel unique or look fantastic would be yeah, quite exactly. <laughs> well you couldn't do that whilst holding down a job <laughs> at all and i think we're, we're men as well men like it simple don't we oh yeah exactly like, not not too many choices no, exactly um, okay so what's your platform are you on shopify magento or something else yeah we sell on shopify cool we, we love shopify there's a special shopify offer for e-commerce master plan listeners at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash shopify um any key widgets or plugins you're using with shopify because i know i don't think i know of anyone who runs shopify without at least one yeah <laughs> uh, i would say clavio is probably the main one uh, this is for emails uh, so we use it to send 
emails direct from Shopify based on specific customer triggers. So, for example, if a customer places uh, what their first order with us, we'll send them a thank you email for their first order. Uh, this is a big part of our customer journey, which to us is really our main focus. And it's a key differentiator between us and potential competitors. So this app really fits in well with what we're trying to achieve. Uh, we also use Swell Rewards. We'll actually be setting this live today. So that's a bit of an exclusive. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, it's a loyalty scheme. We had a previous loyalty scheme, but we found that Swell Rewards had more features and for a lower cost. So for us, it makes more business sense. Yeah. Nice. And we also use we use another one called Recharge, which is a subscription app. So we use this uh, as a time saver for just subscribing to grooming products at specific times that are convenient to you. So that's not like a subscription box model. It's more of a, uh, if you like this particular item, you can buy it again automatically in six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Seeing increasing, those being an increasingly popular option on consumables websites at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think we are looking, we are looking into the potential of subscription boxes as well. I had a feeling you might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and are you, do you have a reviews plugin? Uh, we do. We use the Shopify reviews plugin. It's just the one that comes standard with Shopify. Uh, it it works well for us. There is a really good one called Yotpi, which but we just found the cost was a bit too much for us at this stage. It's on the wish but, list then. Yeah, it's definitely one that we will use, I, I think. Excellent. And um, there's obviously yourself and Josh. Who else yeah. have you got working with you? Uh, it's just me and Josh. So you're doing just both of us. the whole works, yeah. even the pick and yeah. pack? Yeah, it is all... It is all us. So in terms of roles, I manage a lot of the marketing side, so social media, email marketing, a lot of the design on site. Uh, mm-hmm. We've just started shooting videos and I've ta- started taking that on. Uh, Josh is in charge of the orders, the, the packing, a lot of the analytics side. Uh, we both manage the customer experience as a whole as it's one of our main focuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing we really outsource is we have a photographer, Christophe Suant. I think I pronounced that right. Um, but he's not actually employed by us. He takes our product shots and PR images. Uh, he's very talented, so I'll give him a well-deserved plug in there. <laughs> and a little <laughs> round of applause there as well, I think I heard. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, in terms, of, in terms of just being me and Josh, I think it works well. It's, it's a lot of work. And along the line, we may need someone else, as we do take a lot on, but we really enjoy learning new things. And it enables you to be very agile at this early stage of the business as well. And clearly, you know, if you're growing over 150% year on year, then you're doing something right. Yeah, it does. And I mean, I had no idea about anything to do with marketing or social media before we started. It's not something that I have a background in. And the same with Josh with analytics. It's not something that either of us had background in. So it's just something that we've picked up and learned as we've, as we've gone on. Cool. So what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now? I think the most awesome thing is probably our mission. Mm-hmm. So our mission is to help without expectation and make some friends along the way. Uh, it, it's something that we needed. So in the early days, 
I suppose if you can call it a year ago, early days. Oh, I think uh, you can. A lot <laughs> and more water goes under the bridge in the first yeah. year than in the second year or the third year. So yeah. I think you're allowed to. <laughs> Uh, we had the mentality of just sell, sell, sells. I think where it was our first business and we just got into it, we thought the way to do business was to sell. Mm-hmm. But we had no real thought into whether that was sustainable long term. So we changed our mission about six months ago. And I'd say that to have a mission that truly keeps us focused on our goals and is great for our customers is is an amazing one to have. So... Were there any particular kind of crisis points you'd like to share that led to the to the remissioning? Uh, yeah, so I would say, so 20, 2014, so our first Christmas, we had a really good October, November, December into January. And we were kind of sitting there thinking, oh, we've done this after uh, six months. Yeah. We're starting to obviously the standard we were thinking we're going to be quitting our jobs we're going to be doing this and then we saw a dip throughout so from february to around july we saw a huge dip we just saw it go the downward curve and we kind of just looked into why we weren't getting the sales that we thought we would and the main reason was we weren't keeping customers so i think customers were probably coming to us um buying products and then maybe finding them cheaper elsewhere and then buying them, buying it from them. So we weren't really, I didn't think we had anything that really stood us apart in terms of our journey. Yeah. So that's where we really looked into. Yeah. Cause you would think with your type of product, if someone buys it and has a great experience, that's it. You've got yeah. them again and again and again. I think, I think people, I think people were enjoying the products as we were getting a lot of uh, tweets and about the products and we were getting reviews left, but we just, they just weren't coming back. Cool. So, so yeah, that was that was why we decided to change our mission and change our focus on to give it more of an experience rather than so rather than just focusing on sales. So is there is there a couple of ways you can outline for us of how that that um, that mission's been delivered? So just for everyone listening, the mission is to help without expectation and make some friends along the way. Have you got a couple of examples of how that's that's been implemented? Uh, yeah, so the first one I would say is our is within our boxes when we when we deliver products, we give a thank you card, handwritten. It's handwritten by Josh from both of us. Um, we give away, we give samples of new products, completely free of charge within the box. Uh, we also look to reach out to people on Twitter. So people who are mentioning, for example, beard. Beard has been a huge trend for us <laughs> recently. Yeah. <laughs> so people on Twitter, for example, who say, I want to find a beard oil. Where's the best place to get beard oil? At first, we would have jumped into that conversation and said, buy this from Regal Gentleman. Yeah. But now we actually delve into what they want and what they need. And if it's a product that we don't sell, we'll still recommend it to them. Oh, cool. I think that it just goes along the line of just trying to help and just hope because people can still recommend you. People could recommend you based on that. And they may not buy from you, but they're probably going to have a great experience with you based on the fact that you're just helping them. Excellent. So what's on the radar and the to-do list right now? What's coming up? There's a lot on our to-do list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually had a meeting on this the weekend, so... It's good timing with this question. 
So what's what's the top two on the on the radar? So I'd say the top two. Uh, our main focus at the minute is improving our loyalty scheme to mm-hmm. continue to build retention. Uh, we found that with our loyalty scheme, it isn't as visible on site as it needs to be. So people were earning points but not using them. So that's where uh, we got the idea for the new app, the Swell Rewards app, because we found that it allows us more options around visibility of the reward scheme. Yeah, because there's no point in giving people rewards unless, A, they know they've got them, and two, they see the benefit, really, is there? Exactly. And we'd, and the the current system we were using didn't have many noti- email notifications set up. So this one now allows us to send email notifications to customers who've earned enough points for a reward. And it also allows us to tailor when that email is sent, whereas previously we couldn't do that. We'd, we'd have to send an email notification straight out as soon as they've earned enough points. But really, we want that to be along the lines of our average order time. Mm-hmm. So now we've got it going out two to three months after, they're, after they've earned the points. They will then get the notification email. Because you know that's when they're next due to buy again. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. And what else? What's the other? other what's the sec, second to top item on the, on the to-do list then? Uh, I'd say another. I'd say two, actually. I'd say one is uh, personalisation. I think we're really looking into upselling and cross-selling the right products to the right customers at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we looked into trying to develop our own app for that. But, don't uh, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a world of complexity. Yeah. Outsource, outsource, outsource. Yeah. So I think we're going to get an app on Shopify called LimeSpot and tr- and test that out mm-hmm. at this moment in time. And we're also videos and content producing more of this. Um, where are you? What are the main platforms you're putting that content out on, the videos and that? Is that just going straight on your site? Are you going to YouTube or Instagram? Or Yeah, we're going we're gonna to produce specific videos for YouTube. We're going to have some for Facebook, so native to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll produce shorter videos for Instagram. And we've also joined Snapchat, so there's potential for some videos on Snapchat as well of more behind-the-scenes footage. Nice. It's going to be, going to be busy. <laughs> it is. The way we I, like it. This is why you're, why you're quitting your job. It's because you need to spend four days of every yeah. week just videoing yourself. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, okay. And obviously, the big, and obviously the big one of, hope, of going into it full time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a massive item on the to-do list. Okay. I've got um, one last question for you before we go to the top tips round, which is... Um, Actually, I mean, this will be a bit of a, a long-winded one on my part, which is, as everybody listening knows, I'm a massive fan of the pop-up. And you have an impressively worded pop-up, which I'm going to read out in a minute, which is, sorry to disturb you. We just wanted to see if you would like to receive our emails featuring great content. We're sure you'll love. P.S. If we don't do as promised, you can unsubscribe and update your preferences anytime. Now, I like that because it's got a bit of character. It's got a bit of personality to it. I think it fits with your idea of making some friends along the way within the mission. But what's... um. What? How much testing did you do to get at that, or is that literally the first stab? Uh, no, we did quite a lot of testing. We did the standard. Uh, we want to send you like along the lines of we want to send you emails. We did a few just uh, expressing the content that we were going to give. So we will send you grooming guides every week, for example, along the pop up, and that was just our best performing pop up. Yeah, so we A B tested probably about ten options, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that was our best performance. So it's just that. 
Are you willing to share what percentage you get off that one? Okay, yeah. So it's about a three and a half percent conversion rate on that pop up. Nice. Very nice. Um, and and I lied earlier when I said that was the last question um, before we get to the top tips, because I forgot about one, which was if anyone listening is struggling with their About Us page, then you need yeah. to read the Regal Gentleman About Us page because it's the best one I've seen yet from an e-commerce business. So likewise, if any of you out there think you've got a better one, then send it in um, and, and we'll see see if you can beat them. Um how long did the About Us page take? Because in my opinion, an About Us page is something you're writing continuously every week, changing it, not liking it, changing it, hating it, liking yeah. it, hating it. So how, how any tips for creating a good About Us? I think just be real. I think that's, that's the main thing. Just be honest about who you are, about what your business is, what you're trying to achieve. I think people appreciate that more rather than just trying to create I mean, we did it at first. We created a, sta- a bog standard about us page, just saying we're a, gent- a men's grooming retailer. Um, it didn't mean anything. I think now our about us page is actually us, and it means a lot. Uh, we're also going to look to put a video on there of us, uh, pictures of us. I think that's all it misses. So, yeah, just be real. Cool. Excellent advice. Um, right. It's time for the top tips round. Finally, I've finished asking my other questions. Um, I love this session, section even because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Liam, are you happy for us to move into the top tips? Let's go. Excellent. So the book top tip, if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I would recommend Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. It's helped me a lot with the idea of producing content that is valuable to your customer and your followers, but then uh, knowing when to go in for the ask at the right time. Uh, If it was Josh, he would say Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea, the Zappos CEO, as that played a big part in the thinking behind our mission. I was going to, when you were saying earlier about, you know, you just answer people's questions on Twitter and you even direct them to another retailer. I was thinking Zappos had something to do yeah. with that. Someone's read yeah. Tony Shea's book. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. Two great recommendations there. Um, the e-commerce traffic top tip next then, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um. I think we're still looking a lot on finding the best one for us as the first two years we've really tried and tested a lot. So I think over the next coming year that we'll be drilling this down a lot. Uh, for us as a brand new business that was started on a relatively small budget, uh, I would say that social media is our biggest tool. Uh, I think if you produce big, uh, good content here, you can generate traffic for little to no budget at all. And I think in this generation, as a business, if you're not on social media and using this regularly, then you're missing a huge trick. Cool. And I think you've just busted the myth of social media takes loads of time or has to take loads of time because you've been doing that whilst holding down a full time job. So, yeah, um, yeah, thank you for that one. Uh, The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Uh, this would be a question for Josh. He's the organised one. Um, <laughs> I just use the notes on my phone. But I would say Hootsuite is a big one. Um, 
So basically with Hootsuite, you can schedule social media posts and it allows you, as I said, I mentioned earlier about the customer conversations, it allows you to get involved in these a lot more easier. Um, it's a big help and I would definitely recommend paying for this if you could. Yeah, the search functionality or the search streams yeah. you can set up are invaluable yeah. for Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the startup top tip. This should be an easy one for you. Um, if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Um, I have two big ones from my experience. And these are probably more business business related rather than specific e-commerce. That's perfect. Um, I would say know when to say no is a big one. Um, you'll potentially get a lot of opportunities come your way. Uh, you've got to know what's right for you and right for your business at the size it's at. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. So we were approached by a big men's fashion magazine in our first few months to feature in their product pages at the back of the magazine. We didn't put much thought into this. We were just kind of overawed by the fact that we'd been contacted by them. Uh, so we just did it. And really, we spent a lot of budget for something that didn't get us results and if we'd put more thought into it that money could have been spent much better elsewhere mm -hmm. also from my experience personally is to have someone with you don't be afraid to if you don't think you can do it alone don't be afraid to approach someone to do it with you because as cheesy as it may sound I don't think I could do it without Josh there it does make life much easier when things get tough and things probably will get tough and it will test you mentally at times so when you think that nothing is going right, it's brilliant to have someone who shares the same vision that you have alongside you. Two fantastic tips there for, for everyone out there who's thinking of starting up or who's just in the middle of it at the moment. And I have to say the knowing when to say no, that, that lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all still say yes to things we really shouldn't yeah. have done, me included. Um, yeah. Masterplan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 54. And I've got one last top tips question for you, which is, if your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? I think you can tell from, from earlier in this conversation. I think uh, me and Josh would both agree on this one that probably Zappos. I think it fits in most with our mentality and the way we think. Uh, yeah, so I'd love to have a crack at being Zappos CEO for a day if Regal Gentleman didn't exist. Excellent. You know that if you go to Vegas, you can do a tour around the Zappos head office? Yeah, I've heard that. I, I, I'm, it probably makes me out as quite a sad person, but if I ever go to Vegas, that's the number one thing on my to-do <laughs> list. Yeah, it is sad. <laughs> it is sad, but how cool would it be? Um, <laughs> Uh, right. So Liam, before we say goodbye, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Yeah. So you can find us at regalgentleman.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest as at Regal Gentleman. Uh, we're on Facebook, just search Regal Gentleman. And as I said earlier, we've just joined Snapchat and we'll be using that more regularly soon. And we're at Regal Gentleman on there too. And then if you want me for anything, I'm at Liam Jennings on Twitter. Excellent. And I think we should all be checking out what you're doing on social media because you've clearly got it got it working very well for, for yourselves. And I think Thank I you. think I'm right in saying you're the first ever person who's given us a Snapchat location. So we'll have to see how many more of those we get throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> 
Um, Liam, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, and we'll put all those links of everything we talked about, all the links, including the Snapchat one, uh, in to the show notes. So Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 56, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab, or use the search box. Liam, thanks for being so generous, sharing your early startup and e-commerce at the weekends experience with us. I know even those of us who are really long in the tooth in this world will have learned a fair amount from what you've been saying. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Well, Masterplan World, it never fails to amaze me quite how much you can learn from a business, however many weeks or months they've been going for. And I think we've all got a fair few takeaways from Liam now. So I'm certainly going to be going and taking another look at how he does his social media. If you like the podcast, please do put a review on iTunes to spread the word. It really does help other people find us. And you'll probably get a name check on an upcoming episode as well. Um, And make sure you come back next week to hear my summer reading recommendations. Yep, it's that time already. Given my recently published book, Customer Manipulation, How to Influence Your Customers to Buy More and Why an Ethical Approach Will Always Win, unsurprisingly, this selection is books which will help you incorporate more ethical manipulation into your marketing. There's some great titles in there, so it's definitely a must listen. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.